Okay, and welcome to Coaching the Coach. I'm your host, Pete Townley, and today we have a special guest on the show. Um, before we get to a guest, um, before I tell you who it is, uh, just a couple reminders. If you are looking for um, some online coaching, personal training, and or weightlifting specific programs, we still have some on sale on our on our website. Just go to the online personal training tab, and you can either see the uh, personal training options or the weightlifting specific programs uh, that address certain weak spot areas that you can download from there. Um, so that being said, we're going to jump into today's episode. Um, we have a series of episodes coming your way uh, with some interviews, trying to uh, get out there, talk to more people, network a little bit more, get some more opinions on building our businesses, building our coaching strategies, how to be a better coach, how to build your business, the business side of your coaching uh, business, uh, and all of that. So today, we have Jess Pilgrim with um, Arbon, and she's going to talk a little bit about uh, some tips, uh, but also her coaching business and how she helps pe- mentor people in their coaching business. So Jess, thank you very much for, for joining me today. Absolutely. This is going to be fun. Yes. Um, I'm very excited. I, I've done probably the last probably 60 episodes solo, so um, oh, it's it's been a while since we've had some interviews. Um, you know, I get on these tangents, and sometimes I'll go and I'll record like four or five in a day, you know, when I have, like a day like today, like we were talking earlier, I have time today to knock things out, um, but uh, yeah, so it just kind of piled up where I hadn't had a guest in a while, so I've got four or five lined up, but we're starting off with you, so I'm excited. Um Thing. Absolutely. Thing. I'm excited too. Yeah. I think, first of all, just, you know, just for the audience, you know, kind of describe, you know, who you are, what you do, and um, then then I've got a few questions for you. Yeah. So, you mentioned Arbonne. I am a regional vice president with Arbonne. I've been with that company for 15 years. I'm also a licensed and certified life and leadership business coach. So, I also lead people to build their businesses and I've been doing that for 15 years as well so I've built a lot of leaders over my career span if you will so it's my passion to help people not only realize their worth but figure out their passion and the action steps to achieve that dream or that goal that business goal that you have yeah so if so looking at your coaching business for for a second here if someone were to come to you um, their your goal for them would would be to not only um, sit down and kind of maybe come up with some realistic goals for their business, but then also kind of give them some steps on how to get there. Or, or tell me a little bit more detail, like what what you do in your coaching. Yeah, so I do work with people for a minimum of six months at a time, and it is one-to-one coaching. I do offer group coaching as well. For those of you who have teammates, if you will, so a business partner, Mm -hmm. but what we do is, first of all, focus on what you want, and if you do have a team, to make sure the rest of the team is on board with that vision and that direction that you're going, because as you can imagine, if you're, let's say you're rowing somewhere, and one person's not doing their aura the same way you're doing it, you're going to go off or it's going to be harder to get to where your end goal is. Absolutely. So we do make sure that your vision is in place. 
and it's the same vision. And we make sure it's a big vision. I help my clients reach quantum leaps instead of just stepping stones. Right. Yes, we do the stepping stones along the way, but who's to say that you had to hit every rung on the ladder versus skip a few? Right, sure. No, and, and I think that's the... You mentioned the vision and, and shared vision, you know, if you have partners. That's something that, you know, my listeners have probably heard me say a thousand times. Every decision that, that Chelsea and I make in, in regard to the business and, you know, what, what we're going to do, what we're going to promote, what programs we're going to write um, is kind of viewed through the lens of our mission statement and our, and our, and our vision. Um, in fact, Chelsea came up with the kind of tagline for our vision, wake up, work up, move up. And that serves to help us see, like, if, if it doesn't fit into one of those categories, and I won't bore you with what those all mean right now, but um, then we just don't do it. And, and that helps to kind of filter out things that aren't going to help us grow and step forward. Um, so I, I like the fact that you, you sit down and try to come up with a vision because there's been so many people I've worked with, and I'm sure you too, who know what they're doing. They're good tacticians. They're, they're good trainers. They're good, you know, whatever business they're in. But then how to direct that and how to scale that is is really an issue. Precisely. And even for those who have been doing, let's say they've had a goal for five years and they just haven't reached it yet, I help them bust through that proverbial brick wall that you keep beating yourself against. Yeah. Nobody likes to be beat up by a brick wall, and it's like, let's shift some things. Let's yeah. get a bigger vision. Let's make sure your vision is not only where it needs to be, but know how to achieve it. So yeah. putting the action steps behind it and coming from a different approach. So with with respect to, you know, starting that and, like, kind of taking that first step, um, Let's say, and just just kind of a hypothetical here. If if you were starting out, or, or or maybe you can take us through how you started your coaching business, because I think some of the feedback I've gotten, you know, from people who've listened, sent emails back in or, or direct messages asking like, um, and this was early on. I would get a lot of questions like, "Oh, you said this, this, and this, but how do I do that?" So most of the podcasts that we've done since then, I've tried to leave the audience with like actionable steps they can go take rather than just say, you need to get in the right mindset. I'll tell them, here's how you get in the right mindset. So if someone comes to you and says, I need help setting up a vision, um, what what would you say to that person to help you get in the right way? Step one is figuring out what you want. Okay. So I help them figure out we write down a lot of wants. We just, I call it brain dumping. We brain dump at least 30 or more wants. Then we categorize them. Then we prioritize them. And we figure out the top want. And then I teach you how to turn that want into a goal. Okay. Because there's a difference between, let's say someone, let's say a client comes to you and they say, I want my butt to look like this person's. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Sure. That's a really good one. <laughs> yeah. However, are you willing to do what this person did to achieve that? Right. If you're not willing, that's one thing. Then it's not going to happen. So willingness has to be in there. And the other key to turning a want into a goal is the ability to do it. The thing is, if God put that idea in your heart and the you definitely have the ability to do it. 
the person definitely has the ability to do certain amount of squats, certain amount of, you know, deadlifts, things right. of that nature to build up those glutes. It might take a different time frame for them, but they're definitely able. Right. So you got to decide, are you able? The answer is yes. Are you willing? Hmm, that answer's up to you. Right. <laughs> and that that is very t- um, typical of... You know, some some people that walk through the door, yeah, they, they they know what they want, but yeah, do they know what it takes to get there? And once they find out what it takes, can they, will they do it? And that's that's definitely something we run into a lot. And I've also seen that on the business side of things from the standpoint yeah. of wanting to, you know, people want that freedom that being their own boss can provide. Um, obviously, it takes a lot of hours and a lot of hard work to, to get to that freedom, but that's the end goal, you know, potentially. Maybe not for everybody, but for a lot of people, the, the freedom to call their own shots. But the willingness to, you know, work the hours. You, you and I were talking before we started recording, you know, I'll do 15-hour days. Chelsea and I do 15-hour days um, routinely. Um, and... Uh, it's not as fun some days, you know, when, when we have to stay up late to work on something to get it ready for the next day. But at the same time, we know where, because of that vision that you were talking about, we know where we're headed and that's what's going to help us um, stay focused but stay, you know, excited about what we're doing. Uh, and so those 14 hours, 15 hours that we're working don't seem as daunting anymore. Um, but exactly. yeah, but not everyone's understands that that's what you have to do to get there. Yeah, and not many people make their vision or their goal big enough. So when the naysayers do come around, it's easier to go back into that paradigm, that old habitual way of thinking. Oh, okay, it's fine. I'll just do what I've always done. Yeah, I like versus that. like no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to that. Right. Well, and I think that's a great point. I didn't, I hadn't thought of it that way. So yeah, when when you do run into those naysayers, because that's that's the one thing, you know, you, you hear a lot from from gurus and, and other entrepreneurs that have done it, you know, been there and done it. They'll tell you you're going to fail a lot, you're going to have setbacks, but you're definitely going to have people that think you're crazy, or think you're wasting your time, or or just don't understand, don't have that vision themselves, and that's not a bad thing. They just don't understand why you would want to do all of that. Um, and that's okay. That's not for them to, to want or to understand. it. And, and having that vision, I, I think that's a really good point you made there, will help you combat those, I don't want to call them haters, but those people that don't share your vision. We'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you got to learn to surround yourself with the people who do and don't share your vision with the people who are going to put you down. Mm-hmm. It's not their fault that they don't understand. They're not on that same level that you're at. Right. It's okay. You can love them where they are. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 like I said, the the there are a lot of things that hold people back from starting their own business. Um, you know, that being one of them. In in terms of, they're just not they're not sure of themselves and the people they've surrounded themselves are like, yeah, you may not want to do that. Or man, that's going to be a lot of money or that's going to take a lot of time. And, and they have these negative reinforcements. And so it doesn't actually ever happen. And so, um, how, I guess 
what that's, what that's advi- one thing I help people get over. Well, right, because right? they get shot back down and they go back to that normal, right, comfortable. I help them grow out of that. Okay, it's so important. It is. Give me an example, so because that or a tip, maybe not an example, but you know, how would you go about helping someone take that step? Because that I think is a huge, huge uh, hurdle. Uh, probably the first hurdle you have to overcome. Yeah. I help them... Okay, so in everything that I do in life, I always like to get to the core of a situation instead of band-aiding it. Okay. So I get down to the core of their paradigm, that old habitual way of thinking that's like, wait a minute, what is telling you that you can't do this? Imagine if you could do this, what would you do? What would your action steps be if you already had this achieved? So we look at it from a completely different viewpoint after having changed some of those paradigms. But I help them dig deep. That's why it's, you know, 95% of my business is one-on-one. Right. Because we talk about so much personal stuff, and it's, that's also why they have quantum leaps. Because we dig deep, and then you can jump further. And and have those breakthroughs, yeah. Yes, versus just these little baby steps and band-aiding things, and then the band-aid gets unsticky, and then you fall back down, and it's like, it doesn't make any sense to me to put a band-aid on things. <laughs> right, and and it's not gonna, it's not moving you forward, and I again, that's that's yeah. the 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 thing that Chelsea and I always try to, like I said, focus on is is any decision we make, it's got to have a purpose and fit within that vision and that mission and. Um, but I, for us, it was very organic. In other words, I, I always wanted to own a gym. She always wanted to own a gym. So prior to us meeting each other, that was always our goal separately. Um, I, long time ago, uh, had started to do it, but, um, it wasn't financially the right time for me to do it. And and that was okay. But we never stopped pushing, never stopped. I was still trying to put things together so when the time was right, I could strike. And the time became when Chelsea and I were both managers at the YMCA, and this is not a dig on the Y at all, we just had different visions than the Y did. And we realized working a vision, working hard, because we're both very hard workers, working really hard for somebody else's vision that was was different than our vision. It wasn't. It didn't align. It was very, very, very frustrating. And even though, you know, I think we did good work there, and I think we were we left on good terms. It just wasn't um, fulfilling at all. And so, what I've told people, in fact, one of the one of the people I I kind of mentor a little bit uh, more than just being my son. <laughs> my my son my son Nathan is very entrepreneurial in the way he thinks. And so I've tried to give him that thought from day one that, look, he, he's very into art. He wants to be an artist. He wants to do like graphic novels and things like that. And so I'm trying to not just encourage him, but trying to also get him to understand like, look, the path that you think you might have to take, going to college, doing all these things, may not be your path. You know, if you need to do those things to get the skills you need to do your career, then that's great. But the point being, I want him to understand and come to that realization that being fulfilled in life, um, not just with your job, but with the relationships you have in your life, that's what's important. And when you have that, then a lot of other things, not just fall in place, but 
are a lot easier to to manage and a lot a lot more opportunities are opened up to you because you see those opportunities they're always there but you may not have noticed them definitely your awareness is heightened and i actually like the word fall into place because it does feel like it falls into place yeah yeah it's easier it's simple right so what are some uh what are some of your favorite if you can think back to like how you got started you know uh, either with Arbon or or with with doing your your coaching, um, what are some of the things that you struggled with, and 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 maybe an example of how you got got beyond it? Mm, comparison. Huh. <laughs> I would always compare myself to someone in the lane beside me. Gotcha. You know, someone's highlight reel. Yeah. Which in actuality makes no sense at all. It's not my calling to be who they are. It's my calling to be me. I have to step into who I am. And once I stepped into who I am, everything just started, again, falling into place. So it it does become easier. In that whole cliche, I'll say, of working smarter, not harder, it actually is true. Absolutely. It's actually a thing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I teach people how to do that. So not only did I compare myself to others, which... Comparison kills. It's just silly. Sure. Why even do that? We've got to learn who we are and go after who we are with passion, not who anybody else is. Right. I've also learned consistency is key. Yes. And a trainer will know that. And a trainer will teach that to all of their clients because somebody comes to you and says, I want really pretty arms for the summer. It's like, okay, do 2,000 (laughs) push-ups. And it's like, uh, no. (laughs) Versus 20 a day. Right. You know, like, let's build up to this. Yeah. So it's the consistency of it, but not stopping. It's like if you have, if your goal is big enough, again, going back to making the goal big enough, that thing you need to do, the 2,000 push-ups, you're going to get them done. It might take you a month to get that total in, or you could do a few extra and get it done a little quicker. But if your goal's big enough, you're going to stick to it. But if your goal's not big enough, you're going to do two, and it's like, oh, these hurt. Never mind. Right. Not worth it. Right. Yeah, I, that's a great, great way to look at it. Uh, it's very, very insightful. I mean, I think for for our listeners, the a lot of them are personal trainers who are looking mm-hmm. to to they they might work at um, a corporate gym, but they're looking to do maybe some online personal training, or they're looking to um, uh, I know. I know. I have a couple people that are massage therapists that you know want to branch out and do their own thing. Um, and I, I always like to, like I said, leave leave some sort of of actionable tip or something they can go do today. Like after listening to this. So if you could think of one thing, knowing or thinking about your audience being someone who who doesn't have their own business yet but wants it, what would be what would what would you say to them to take their first step today? Like, what can they listen to this and then go do today to take a step in the right direction, as small as it may be? Yep, I have three actually. Let's do. It. Let's hear it. Listen. Okay. Listen to people. Ask enough questions. Be curious. Listen to what their needs are. If you're talking with a coaching client, let's say a PT client, that is, and. We'll go back to the big glutes again. Let's say they want shaped glutes, but you're teaching how to build shoulders. They're not going to stick with you. You're not going to help them achieve the goal. Listen to what they want. Second, 
be consistent in talking with people and reaching out to people. Okay. Third, track. Track who you talk with. Say, Sally. <laughs> Sorry for the Sallys out there, but perhaps <laughs> you do want bigger glutes. So, or uplifted, we'll call them. <laughs> Jot down that Sally, her concern is the glute department. Mm-hmm. So when you follow up with her, whatever your time frame is, 24 hours, 72 hours, two weeks, whatever you establish as your follow-up, make sure you reach back out to them because you tracked what their need was. But if you never wrote down what their need was, they're going to go by the wayside and it's going to be easy to forget who that person was. And they might not be ready the first time that you reach out. It typically takes about 12 touches, according to statistics, before someone's ready. Right. Before they begin to know, like, and trust you. So, there's at least three. There's a lot of nuggets in what I just said. Sure, absolutely. Listen, be consistent, and track. I like that. I like that a lot. And that's very similar to when we started the gym. Uh, we I we went out. We we started with like a, a one block radius of the gym, and we went and talked to all the businesses. Then the next week we went out two or three blocks out, and we retouched all the people that we talked to the week before. Yes. For and yeah. we just kind of slowly increased our radius, um, and, and you know until we got enough business to where you know we we didn't have to beat the streets so to speak. Um, but the idea was. That consistency and that that tracking, those, I really really like those those tips because that's that's where you're you as a potential entrepreneur or wanting to take that step to build your business whether it's on your own or working to just gain clients at a gym. If you don't if you don't listen if you don't track if you don't um, uh, be consistent on on who you see and who you talk talk to. Um, like you said, you're you might be a good trainer, but no one's really gonna know, and no one's gonna really know that you really do care unless you show them that you really do care. Um, yeah. So, well, excellent. That's it. I love it. Well, Jess, um, I know this was short and sweet. I, 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 go, going back to listening and tracking. I, I listen and track and look at my analytics on my podcast, and every time I go over twenty minutes, my listenership <laughs> drops off. So. I, <laughs> It makes sense. We're we're gonna. I try to keep these around twenty. I used to do hour long ones because I'm a talker and I'll talk all day. But um, that that would get a little stale. So these twenty minutes. So uh, in this case, we're right at twenty three minutes. Perfect timing. Um, I think there's there's a lot more to unpack here. I think we could probably do a part two sometime. Um, yeah. if, if you're up for it, I'd love to have you back. Um, any any yeah. last little parting shot for for the listeners? Like how they can reach you if they're interested in your coaching services? Yeah, absolutely. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn. On Facebook, it's Jessica Crow Pilgrim or Pilgrimage Coaching. And on LinkedIn, it's just Jessica Pilgrim. But one easy way to reach out is an email. So that's just Jessica, so J-E-S-S-I-C-A at bold. LLC.net. So Jessica at bold, B O L D LLC.net. I like it. 
Simple. Yeah. All right. There's, that's another thing. Keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just not overcomplicate things. No. All right. Well, stay on the line for me here real quick, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, say goodbye to you guys, and I will see you next week on the podcast. Okay.